I'm the witch. Hi, I'm Vic. I'm the skeptic. Welcome to my roommate's a witch. Welcome to my roommate's a bitch. <laughs> Whoa. I'm kidding. So, I did call me a bitch. I came to your show last night. Which I do deeply appreciate. Uh, Spooks and goofs. It is true. So today we're going to talk about ghosts. Or ghosts. Don't say it like that. Today I'm we're going to talk about... Today we're going to talk about ghosts. Um, so Victoria, how do you feel about our less physically embodied brethren? Well, as I said, I believe in the first podcast. <laughs> I don't, I'm not like, oh, ghosts aren't real, that's stupid, but But I'm <laughs> and that's how everyone who doesn't believe sounds like. That's an incredible impersonation of my brother. <laughs> um, but... I am a little bit like, I don't really want to believe in ghosts. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like... Yeah. Are you afraid you'll become a ghost? Ooh, that, you know, that's a very interesting question. That's the other thing is that like, I, I still kind of am a little religious and so I'm like, mm, ghosts aren't really like a thing for me. Um, but I don't, I think it's interesting. I've seen a couple movies where it's like, uh, there's some movie with... Who's like the British comedian and he, he talks like this. <laughs> that was just offensive. That's how he talks. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Um, he was in a movie. It was called like Ghost something where he was dead for a couple few minutes, but then he comes back to life. So he has the ability to see ghosts. And it's actually very sad because most of the ghosts that he comes in contact with, like, can't move on Mm. because they, like, have unresolved business on Earth. So he spends the movie helping them move on. It's a good movie. I'd recommend. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because there's, like, a bunch of different theories about why, how, when ghosts can occur. Um, Of course, the iconic, you know, unfinished business or... Um, I, I don't really have, like, a ghost theory that I necessarily subscribe to. I've just had, like, some paranormal encounters, so... No, you have not. No, yeah, I have. Um, I was actually talking about this today with Ashley, um, but, like, it's fine. We'll get into that in a minute. But, like, there's a bunch of different theories. I mean, there's, like, the unfinished business theory. There's, like... I'd like to believe, like, a spirit doesn't get stuck. It's sort of if they're not ready to move on, you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, a flat, like, punishment or that sort of thing. Um, I... <gasps> In Harry Potter, <laughs> they, you know I'm going to bring it up, they talk about how ghosts, like there are ghosts at Hogwarts, that's the only ghost they were talking about, but I assume they're elsewhere as well, and they talk after Sirius dies, Harry's like, oh, spoiler alert, Sirius dies, <laughs> you haven't read this 20 year old series, um, Sirius dies and Harry's like, oh, maybe he'll come back as a ghost, and Headless Nick is like, no, he wouldn't do that because he's not a coward, so it's oh. like... Yeah, so it's like he's kind of admitting that, like, he's not brave enough to, like, accept going into, like, an unknown, which I feel like comes, kind of comes where, like, is kind of where my fear of ghosts comes from. I'm just kind of afraid of, like, the unknown in general. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess that's an interesting philosophical question. Like, do you find, like, religion comforting because it feels like a known, even though we don't actually know? This is... 
let me pose you back another. Um, when I was like a sophomore, I lived with this guy, and he like as a roommate, and he would get into like really philosophical questions with me, and he was like, "Oh, if you could push a button and know if like you know what the afterlife was, if God existed, would you want to know?" And I was like, "No, I wouldn't want to know." So it's a weird like mm. it's a weird catch 22 I guess of like I'm scared of the unknown but I also don't want to know I don't know if that makes any sense yeah I mean are you scared that like there isn't anything well recently I've gotten very into like this is all a um but like like we're in sims like we are the sims Mm, interesting what is that (laughs) you're like I don't I really don't think there's a official philosophical name for we're all sims no, there is. Oh, simulation. Um, I've gotten into that theory lately. I don't know if I believe that, but it is. That's what like Elon Musk is saying. Like the closer we get, like now, if we have the ability to make simulations, then it's very possible that this is a simulation inside a computer. That's a little. Out, I don't know. Who? Kn- but like that's the thing. Like who knows? I do also think that, like, if you believe in a higher power, then a lot of that is faith. And, like, if you don't have... Like, I feel like people more might want to know if they don't believe. And they want to confirm Mm. that it's not there. But maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? See, I'd want to know because I would want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. (laughs) This is, like, (laughs) um, the TV show The Good Place. I would highly recommend. Because they have, like, a point system. And you have to get enough points to get into The Good Place. It's just always really interesting how many, like, different religions there are and how many, how, like, many similarities there are. And then, of course, differences, too. But, like, it's just very unsettling because it's, I think it's, like, the first time that I've been, like, um, encouraged to think about it, other religions deeply, not as, like, oh, those are the people going to hell. <laughs> like, mm. um, so it's, like, very, it's just very scary for me i think um but ghosts aren't scary to me i'm really not afraid yeah, of let's, ghosts let's pivot let's pivot yeah I'm, I, I was talking about this with ashley i'm really not afraid of ghosts i never have been um what about let okay so what, what's your version of ghosts because what if a ghost is haunting you then are you scared of it so i have a few thoughts on ghosts so uh, i'm gonna say one more i do want to mention one cool ghost theory that i heard that i don't believe in but i think it's interesting um it was posed to me that ghosts might be um some sort of like blip in like our universe like space kind time continuum kind of thing so like you know how like ghosts are often portrayed as like haunting a house or like haunting like a certain walking a path that kind of thing um so like this like proposes that like they're just like visual or audio projections of like a blip of something that once was there but is no longer whoa that's crazy and and gets into like interstellar territory if you ever saw interstellar i did not well um it's about how like the it's about the fourth dimension of time yeah and it's like this guy is trapped in a bookshelf and so periodically through his daughter's childhood um books will fall off of the shelf and it's because he's you know i haven't seen the movie in four years so if i'm messing it up (laughs) yeah well so like that so i just thought that was an interesting ghost theory um that might be less spooky for you to think about um one time i okay i used to be a religious watcher of tyra banks okay and her tv show her talk show and um one time she had a woman on the show who was like 
convinced that she was being attacked by ghosts and was like a ghost like came out and like bit my leg and I went to my doctor about it and Tara was like well if I went to my doctor and said that a ghost bit my leg you'd be like you're crazy and she was like well no I have a doctor who like believes me and I'm like I was like well yeah I mean women being taken seriously in the medical industry is a whole (laughs) nother podcast um yeah no I think what's really interesting so um Definitely afraid of growing up, super afraid of Satan, super afraid of demons. Ghosts never bothered me. Afraid of growing When you grow up, your heart dies. Breakfast Club. Another movie you've never seen, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, ghosts never really scared me. Um, I, I don't know how you want to jump into this. Okay, well, you were... So I will say, I don't think I've ever... I don't even want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but, like, I feel like I'm more just, like, scared of the dark, and I think I get it from my older sister because she would have to take out the trash, and she would take the trash out to the street, and then she would come running back into the house, and my mom was like, what's going on? She was like, they're coming for me, but there was really nothing coming. She just thought that they were behind her. Yeah. Because it was, like, dark, and she couldn't see anything. Well, I mean, like, that's human instinct, right? Is to, like, be afraid of the dark. I, I will say, like, I do get scared of the dark, and I, I, I don't really think I would enjoy being possessed, but, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Point me to the person. <laughs> but, like, ghosts in general, not really a problem for me. Um, Alright, so I've always been a very psychically, like, sensitive child. Um, my mom distinctly remembers me having night terrors and like waking her up in the night but like I just have always had like a very I've had a very sensitive nature and like I would express as a child like you know like being afraid of something and then we'd like pass a car crash or like you know what I mean like just like some sort of like higher level of knowledge that of like things that were good or bad I remember um yeah so I've just always been like really in touch with like that kind of thing um I'm not going to say, like, at this point, normally I would be like, oh, yeah, right. But actually, like, there's also rumors in my family of, like, like, my, like, my mother's grandma or great aunt or something, like, her husband died from falling from scaffolding, and she was, like, taking a nap or whatever, and she heard her husband be like, that's okay, we've had a good long life. And then, like, she got to the door, and they were like, your husband's dead. Um, and then on a lighter note, one time in high school, I was like, oh, I don't want to take the car home with my dad. And I was really freaked out about it. So I took the car home with my mom and then my dad got into like a fender bender. He was fine. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of like stories about like, um, like my intuition being correct. Like, like a sixth sense sense basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you, um, my mom's also very, like, sensitive to things like that. Like, uh, any time my mom has, like, a bad gut feeling, it's almost always right. Um, and same for my grandma on her side. Um, I do think... I'm, I'm not, like, that's common, but I do think that's, like, having, like, gut feelings and stuff. Like, I would say that's on the, on the more normal side of, like, paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think especially, like, women and children in particular are very, like, mm-hmm. prone to, like, psychic tendencies, um, and I think that that actually really is close to my, like, relationship with, like, the spirit world. Yeah, 
So as a child who was very like sensitive and very creative, um, and who felt things very deeply, I, um, I had some imaginary friends, um, who, uh, I probably now believe may not have been so imaginary. Um, and you may believe they are imaginary. That's fine. This is also not, I don't, I'm not here to like try and prove my stuff to you. I'm just, I'm just chatting. Um, so when I was, I didn't say a word and you were like, okay, what, what, even if you think they're not. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, no. And I mean, like, I'm just here to share my experiences. Um, so I, I had two primary imaginary friends. Um, the first one came about my nanny loved to go, um, to Goodwill and like thrift and I picked out this like white bear with a like metallic green heart and party hat and I was like this is my bear and she was like okay and so I um my mom like washed it and everything um, but I named it Boot Boot and so I like had this like so sometimes Boot Boot would be like the bear and then sometimes I would just be talking with Boot Boot and like walking around with them and then one day Boot Boot came to life <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was just a very, like, uh, it's just interesting that, like, this imaginary friend who, like, even my mom remembers Boot Boot's name because, like, I was super, I was super tight with them, like, and I would just talk to them all the time, um, even when I didn't have the bear, so it was, like, sort of, like, uh, if you believe that spirits, like, attach themselves to objects, um, that would be the but I, theory. But I also would just be like, that's, I feel like that's normal. Like a lot of kids have imaginary friends. Yeah. I mean, a lot of kids have imaginary friends. I'm also of the belief that most imaginary friends are probably spirits chilling with the children. Um, my other imaginary friend, uh, her name. So they're across the street from the Arby's where my parents and I would eat lunch after church. <laughs> there were these, um, there was this huge brick house. And it was really like three, it was like the size of like three huge houses smooshed into one. I've never even been to an Arby's. Lame. Um, it's actually not very good food. Sorry. <laughs> Don't sponsor us Arby's. Um, and it was like, so it was like right across the street from this like huge brick house with all these windows. And I was like, oh, well that's where Abby lives with her 100 brothers and sisters. My parents were like, what? And I was like, yeah, Abby is 17 and she lives in the house with her hundred brothers and sisters. My parents were like, okay. <gasps> and I, was it a sanitarium? I actually, Ashley was like, hey, that's probably was like an orphanage or something. So go look it up. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to look it up when I get back home. But, um, yeah, but so Abby was, so Abby was 17 and Abby stuck around for like a year or two. And then I was like, well, Abby's has to go away to college now. So she, so we're not going to be friends anymore. And then Abby went away to college, and I stopped talking to her. Um, Abby, the imaginary friend. Or I ghost. mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be a child psychiatrist. Um, or know anything about children. I don't even like them. But I, <laughs> but I do think it is... I would hazard a guess that it's a little weirder to have an old imaginary friend. Yeah. Because um, I also had an imaginary friend, but he was kind of my age. Yeah. Um, so then, um, so there's that kind of stuff. And then, um, I also would go to, um, also my nanny was super, I don't want to say supportive of my spooky activities, but she wasn't like actively discouraging of them. Like she was just a really supportive person, I think. So, um, she lives in the woods and 
her house backs up to this old, at the time, like, semi-abandoned little white church, which had a fairly decently sized graveyard with it. Um, and so what I would do um, is we would go on walks through the woods and then end up there um, because it was my favorite graveyard. And I... What a weirdo! <laughs> yeah, and I had one grave in particular um, that I would, like, go... Ooh! was out there and was just knocking and they heard us scream. Hello? No, no. Don't, don't even talk to them. It's not worth it. Let's just move on. This one is an old apartment building. So for those of you that definitely didn't hear that, um, before we screamed bloody murder, there were two little knocks on the door. It was very creepy. Don't, Jen, if you open that door and something is out there, I will kill you. Okay. I will kill you before the demon can. It's okay. Oh, there's nothing. Great. Lock the door. I am. It was my ghost friend. She's chill. (laughs) I'm freaked out. (laughs) It was fine. It was just Abby. She's she's back from college. Honestly, don't even joke. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I'm stressed eating grapes. <laughs> cool. So I had a favorite grave at this graveyard. <laughs> so scared. <laughs> Nothing bad happens in any of these. Well, not in these early stories. Some bad things happen later. But um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you screamed bloody murder. That hurt my ear. <laughs> yeah, I was just really surprised. I was like, you screamed, and then I screamed. Yeah, I don't know. I I screamed first, and then you were like delayed. <laughs> I didn't know I had to be scared until <laughs> you screamed. <laughs> and then once I realized it was probably... My actual first thought when that happened was not... Your first thought was it's a ghost. No, my first thought was just... <laughs> what the fuck is happening? My first thought was it's a man with an axe to kill us. <laughs> See, I don't fear ghosts, my- but I fear the white man. <laughs> I might... Elab- <laughs> <laughs> because we screamed. No, it's because she's freaked out because there's a ghost outside her apartment. No, okay, so my first illogical thought was just scream because it's terrifying. And then my second thought was it's probably Rosie. <laughs> our, our other roommate. Can you imagine if Rosie comes back to the apartment for the first time in weeks and we, and we scream, scream at her arrival? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so in the graveyard by the little white church, um, there was a grave that I was really particularly fond of, and I would just go sit at this grave and talk to it for like an hour or two at a time, and I would draw it, and I would tell Nanny things about like you would who I was talking the to. Yeah. What a weirdo. Yeah. Um, but so that were was... your parents like she needs help? She needs like a therapist? No. Okay. Because I think they thought it was all, like, imagination. Okay. Um, I was actually a very angry child, so if they were going to do anything, it would probably be to medicate my deep anger. Um, It just, this seems very much like, if you've read those BuzzFeed posts where they're like, the weirdest thing my kids ever said to me, (laughs) and I'm like, that terrifies me, and that's why I don't want to have kids. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it's just, I think it's just because, like, can you imagine just a perpetual <laughs> loop of weird shit? Like, yeah. this kid, can you, also, like, how supportive my, for my name, ask, like, can we go to the graveyard? And she'd be like, sure, let's take a walk through the wow. woods. And then I'd be like, can I sit by my favorite grave? And she'd be like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I also was very active, like, um, with my friends, lots of, like, ghosts talking we thought the my neighbors had the have these at what age like eight or nine okay my neighbors had these like bronze statues of children that we thought moved um and i did see like move no you didn't i did you did not that freaks me out because of an episode of doctor who where the angels move and if they touch you you die yeah i mean i will say i think of all the ghost things that i've experienced i think the moving statue is probably the scariest i didn't they also there are also bronze statues of children holding golf clubs because we live our house oh i live on the 13th hole of a golf course in what used to be Native American swamp land, but which was drained by the white man to create a housing subdivision. So in case you were wondering why my house is haunted, that would be why. <laughs> okay. So we were super active with, like, ghosts and shit, and then um, we also, we would make, like, places for um, fairies to, like, sleep and rest and stuff. Um, so we were really involved, I was really involved in that sort of stuff. Um, and then eventually, like... Um, I, like, grew up, and that wasn't really okay to do anymore. All the other parents were like, Jen's a weird influence. Her, her, we can't let our kids play with her. Yeah, so, because a lot of my my neighborhood friends were super conservative Christians. Their mom was like, you can't be interacting with fairies. That's of the devil. So, they weren't allowed to, like, play fairies with me anymore, and I was very sad. Anyway, um, but they... But also, like, Tinkerbell. Like, that's a Disney movie. Yeah, I mean, I think we were taking it really seriously, and that frightened them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so things sort of stopped for a little bit, and then when I was in... So, Ma... This is where things get kind of scary. Um, no. I know. So, my brother had, um night terrors for four years um so he would wake up in the middle of the night screaming so he had these night terrors for four years he also refused to go upstairs alone for those four years and he slept with my parents um well how old was he eight to twelve yeah okay um and so when he so i felt a really negative presence and I don't know how to describe it as it you would walk into the house sometimes and it would feel like there was like a really heavy like like dentist's lead vest like that just encapsulated like that just like came over the top of your head and like what fell down your whole heck body is a dentist led vest you know how when they give you like an x-ray at the dentist Oh and God, they put that like dentist dentist yeah okay and they would they put that like heavy like vest on you like it felt like sometimes you would walk into the house and it was just like oh, like a weight like a like a like a big like blanket had just been put over the top of your head and then sometimes it didn't feel that way um and so Matt was just having these night terrors and it was like causing him all these problems and like doctors like I think they tried, like, like nothing could, like, stop them. And the doctors were like, I guess it's just puberty. <laughs> um, but it was, like, 
And it felt like... So Matthew's room in our house... Well, at any point, was Matthew like, this house is haunted? He couldn't remember any of the dreams. My he, throat just made a noise. I know, I heard it. It was weird, because, like, he would wake up screaming, but he wouldn't remember the dreams. And he wouldn't, like, he would sleepwalk and not know how he got there, which is how sleepwalking works, right? Yeah. But usually, like, there's a dream attached to it. There was no dream. It was just screaming. Well, I mean, some people don't remember their dreams. Yeah, but if you're waking up every night screaming bloody murder for four years, and you don't remember... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm just saying, like, because if my child was like, this house is haunted, I'd be like... We're moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so my mom and I started to. I was talking so at this point I was like sixteen, right? And I was like talking to my mom, and I was like, you know, like have we thought about having like a priest come bless the house? Because <laughs> it's this just is too weird for it to be like just you know it's just it's just too much. And she was like, oh no, like, and she was like, yeah, I think there is something that's causing this. My mom was like, I think that there might be something spiritual going on. And then my mom was like, well, we should get Pastor Forbish to bless the house. And then my dad was like, oh, fuck, no, we are not. Because my dad doesn't believe it. At, like, in, like, I think my dad is a very afraid of ghosts. But, but even if it, I was like, I don't believe, if it was like, oh, you know, can't hurt, I would still do it. Yeah. Well, so that was, like, not allowed. So I was like, okay, well... And I don't, so also what would happen is, um, my brother's room, (laughs) can I just tell you what my dad said to me once when I was like, I was alone, like upstairs during the day and Mm -hmm. I went downstairs and I was like, I'm freaked out about being upstairs alone. And he was like, what are you scared of? And I was like, what if there's ghosts? And he said, ghosts don't come out during the day. (laughs) Like he was using logic on an illogical thing. (laughs) I love that. Um, so Matthew's bedroom is also above like our home office. Um and it it's like the home office like you walked into Matt's room and you walked into the home office and it was that it was like you just would feel sick. Like you'd feel nauseous and like sick to your stomach and I was like why is it like congregated in this particular corner of the house? Um and I really didn't know. So I was like, "You know what? Like so this is when I started doing research about sage and other stuff." Um and so in total secret, I saged our house. <laughs> and <laughs> In the dead of night. <laughs> no, when everyone else was well, at dinner. Well, okay, how was it a secret? Because it smells to high heaven. <laughs> I opened the windows. <laughs> okay. Um, and things, like, lifted. <laughs> your, wait, your, your parents didn't come home and they were like, Jen, you've been smoking that marijuana. <laughs> no. Um, and I was like, oh, it helped. And so, like... The other thing, too, was, like, whenever it felt, like, that heavy energy, like, the, the family fights would increase. You know what I mean? Everything just got worse. So I saged it, and it got better. And Matt's night terrors stopped. My mom also threw out a, um, crab? What? I don't know. I'm scared. My mom threw out this piece of crab art that she had gotten, um, that was from Haiti. So we also think it may have been some sort of voodoo crab, which was causing it. But... So I saged the house, we threw away the crab, um, and he stopped having night terrors. Mm-hmm. Um, now, periodically, so around this time, we once we once I cleared the negative energy, which I t- actually believe to be a poltergeist, less so a ghost, 
Um, because I did some, so poltergeist is a manifestation of energy, which is negative. And so it's not an, so as a ghost or a spirit is, um, like a person or an animal, something like that. A poltergeist is a entity, a negative spiritual entity, which has been created from the accumulation of negative energy. Um, and specifically because this negative energy seemed to be radiating from like one specific like corner of the house, um, like a corner where there was a lot of stress, like Matt's bedroom, all the night terrors, all the bad things that come with that, the home office, which was also a place of stress, like work and fights and things like that. Um, it was also like a place of like listening, like I would hide in the home office and listen. It was just like a, a collection of like negative energy. So I'm one, so I do think it might have been a poltergeist. Um, so around this time that the energy got cleared, though... Well, um, I thought poltergeists were just, like, pranksters because of Harry Potter. <laughs> Not usually. I mean, a poltergeist is pretty often just a bundle of negative energy. Um, but so around this time, uh, we started having this weird... There's always been something kind of tricky. Like, you'd lose... Like, I remember when I was, like, four, I lost my blankie. And I had left it on our, like, front hallway table, which is very, like, out in the open. Like, there's no skirt... Like, it's just, like, a table. Um, and, like, we, like, searched the house for, like, three hours because I was so attached to this blankie. And I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And then, like, my mom, like, walked into the room and suddenly it was just there on the hall table. And we were like... what? Where did it... Even my parents were like, where did that... How? What? Um, and so we've always had, like, that sort of, like, trickstery kind of thing. My mom used to say it's leprechauns, um, just, like, stealing your shit. Um, but so as soon as, like, the negative energy sort of cleared out for a bit, um, we started having all of our kitchen spoons go missing. Like, all of our silver... Just spoons, nothing else you'd set stuff down and then it would like be moved. It was just like, it's, it was like a very non malicious, like almost childlike, like prankstery kind of entity. Um, and you know, my dad was like, where the fuck are all our spoons? And so he like, was like, Matt, stop taking it. And Matt was like, I'm really not stealing them. Why would I steal the spoons? Mm-hmm. And so we kept buying all these new spoons and they would keep going missing. Um, and then at some point the energy, the negative energy sort of started picking back up again. <clears throat> And kind of in the heat of it, uh, I had, this wasn't during my senior year of high school, I had my, like, my friends over for, uh, like, a Valentine's Day party or something, and they, like, I hadn't disclosed to them the information about this, like, poltergeist situation. Oh, you didn't say, come over to my house, there's a ghost. (laughs) I did not. Um... And so they were like, oh, okay. So they, like, came over and, like, immediately, like, no one had eaten anything, no one had drank anything. They, like, walked in and they were like, whoa, we feel sick. And they were like, I don't feel good. And then my one friend, her whole face started breaking out in hives. Shut um, up. I need you to shut up. Um, her whole face started breaking out in hives. One of them, like, started, like, throwing up. And I was just like, whoa, what's... And I was like... I, and I could just feel the negative energy, like, radiating from, like, the home office. And I was like, oh, they're not welcome here. And I was like, um, so I think it's the poltergeist. What the... F- like, I've just never experienced anything like this. It's very difficult for me to... Be- not to believe you, but to be like, that's why those things were happening. 
But I, it's just very, it is very strange. It's like an episode of House. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, anyway, so they were all like, this is crazy. And then I was like, well, I do. So, anyway, so then it just became a running joke about, like, the poltergeist. Um, <laughs> did they stay? <laughs> oh, like, I'm out of 5,000. <laughs> well, so, eventually, after, like, an hour of suffering, we all left. And everyone, like, the rash went away. The one girl stopped being so sick. And, like, everything just went back to normal. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I cleanse the space when I can. Um, I do think it's just something that, like, lives there and, like, probably can't be removed permanently. You still live... You still live in this house? Your family still lives in this house? Yeah. No, thank you. Right. Um, so, other spooky encounters I've had... Well, but I do understand. You, like, you can't just, like, up and leave your house sometimes. Like, it's difficult. Well, like, once the night terrors and stuff stopped... Like, they, I think they just were like, oh, we're just having family conflict. Like, right. I don't know that anyone is as, like, cognizant of the fact that this, I believe this to be, like, a dark entity in the home, except for me. So, that's fine. I'm just accepting that, like, it comes from a place of privilege to be like, oh, your home's haunted? Move. Like, some people can't move. Well, and it's also, like, there's a pretty good chance the ghost would follow you. So, like... And I also No, believe- <laughs> there's not, Jen! There can't be! <laughs> well, and I also believe that, like, this ghost in particular is sort of feeding off the negative energy of my family, so it's like, I think it would just come along for the ride, you know? Um, yeah, so that's, like, my primary spook. That was part one. And this is such a thick podcast, we're gonna have to split it up into two weeks. Love ya! I hate you already. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Vic. And And that's that's the spook. I ate it already. (laughs) Look at how I have no ice left and you have like 15 ice cubes. It's my ice. I can do what I want. I thought you were Little Miss Ice Queen. (laughs) You're fucking Elsa.